Welcome to the Moon God Pod Year in Review. Got a real special episode today. Of course, with me always is Lovox, and we're going to be tackling the Year in Review. And we thought, who better to bring in for the last episode of 2022 than the guy that kicked it off, Aramunu. Uh, gentlemen, want to welcome you this morning on the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, but uh, the best podcast of the year. Woohoo! Excited to be back. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have a, a crazy I, year. I don't have a signature noise, but man, it's 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 lovely to be here and and talk about the Aku year in review. Can't wait to kick it off. I think the best way to begin this is to just kind of think back to where we were at uh, this time last year, like uh, like getting ready to go into twenty twenty two. We were just coming off of Art Basel, like we are uh, kind of right now, and we were on the verge of becoming moon gods. We found out that on the anniversary in February that that would be when Chapter 10 would be released and we would become moon gods. So I want to start right there and say, one, what was your expectation uh, knowing that we were so close to becoming moon gods? Like, what did you think that that kind of entailed and has it kind of lived up at all, uh, maybe more to your uh, expectation over the course of this last year? Man, what a loaded question. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm I see the thunder this morning. Yeah, no, Lovox unmuted, so I'm going to let him go first. <laughs> oh, so you're going you're to stick me with this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You saved me, so thank you. That. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm a guy that lives life with uh, minimal expectations because I know what it's like to to think about things and to have, I don't know, to have preconceived notions. So I would say that I, di I didn't have any kind of, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what that meant. And um, if, if I can be candid, I, I would say it's just okay in, in, in my mind. You know, um, I think of exclusive membership. I think of exclusive items. And I think some of that has definitely come through. But I feel that, moon gods and a whole i'd love like a you know a, a t-shirt or specified merch limited to moon gods or certain things that only moon gods can attain and i don't necessarily know if i if i if i've if i feel that i obviously the discord is nice it's an interesting place but i would say overall for me in particular i give it i give it a seven out of ten mm, I, I i love the honesty um let me see I, I i think like from my perspective i'm the kind of person who's like especially for something new i'm like let's go so i have i have huge expectations for this like you call it moon god like let's go to the moon right like that was my expectation coming out of the gate i would say one year later there's been a lot of highs and lows right so i think like the process of becoming a moon god, um, I think it was actually very good. And the reason for that is chapter after chapter, um, it, it was just exciting. Hey, I'm going to be a part of this really exclusive club uh, with this IP that I really, really like. Right? I think in the first episode, I was saying like when I first saw Aku, I, like, I fell in love. That was going to be the next Spider-Man, Mickey, etc. So after chapter three, you got a free chapter four. Which is dope, right? Because I paid, we all paid a grand for each of the first three chapters. And then after five, six, seven, you got at least one chapter eight. I was like, oh, cool. Like, dude, that's kind of the reward system, right? And I think when you got all 10 chapters, it was like super excitement for me. Um, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm the top tier in this project. And when I get a lot of rewards, and I think, the rewards did continue because we all got a whole bunch of Akutars, right? And it was like, wow, great club, raining money, project looks great. So I think that was like kind of like a high at the time. I, I believe many people are thinking about like gen wealth <laughs> with all this stuff. I'm not going to name any names, but it's probably many of us. Yeah. Um, and then I think in the later half of the year, there were like a lot of challenges, right? Obviously, the contract error, um, there was a, a little bit lack of continuity uh, between the Aquatars and the brand partners. 
And I think the team honestly spread themselves out just a little bit too thin with the idea of just like going really, really big. Um, and really big with, um, you know, brand partners and working with Disney, with the DFS stuff, with all the dominoes uh, that were supposed to drop this year. And I think what happened in the second half of the year was there was a kind of a handoff to Roger. Roger's amazing, greatest or orator in the space, bar none, in my opinion. But I think that kind of, that kind of handoff uh, made the Moon God's um, status and opportunities kind of drop off uh, a little bit. So, you know, summing it all up, lots of highs, a whole bunch of lows, and I, I guess some arbitrary number, let's call it seven out of 10 also. So just, just, just latching so, it, yeah. Uh, yeah if ahead. I can interrupt. No, go ahead. Specifically yeah, speaking from a Moon God perspective, outside of the MOGs, can you think of any other Moon God-specific thing that was awarded to us? Moon God, I mean, I think like. Well, we I, got I think the it, yeah. three. We or we got yeah. that. Uh, there's there's the one the chat the mega OG chapter. This is true. This that is we true. did get dropped. Yeah, yeah, but that's MOG, right? Like, if you have an MOG, well, that's not Moon God. And you would have pretty much like the people that got it were pe were Moon Gods. You know, like it kind of there's okay. only a handful of megas. I think by that time that it really exchanged. Yeah. Here. And, I look at the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And and whoever did kind of uh, unleash their megas onto the market, I would assume already had like a mega. You know, like they didn't lose their moon god status, and they didn't like they still had like a mega in reserve. Like, you know, like I think all three of us had multiple. So if you sold one, you still kind of reaped a benefit. Uh, you know, in in the in the aggregate. Yeah, I mean, I look at them as different. In, in, like, in my opinion, like, there's Moon God status, and then there's like MOGs, like, you have the Megas. So, mm -hmm. I feel like the Mega chapter is a MOG benefit and not a Moon God benefit. So, to Lovox's question, I would not consider that as a benefit for being a Moon God. Um, what I, um, uh, the benefit of being a Moon God is actually the access to the channel. In my opinion, it within Discord, you have all the chapters, you get promoted to the Moon God uh, channel. And in the past, intense amount of interaction with Micah. Like it was totally amazing to me that like in my mind, in my like my like I'm fantasizing all the time, right? I'm talking to like the next Disney, right? The next Walt Disney who's gonna make this like, you know, build worlds around dreams, generational character. And here he is saying, hey. You know, I'm thinking about all right, I'm gonna release some some alpha, uh, like or previous alpha. Hey, I'm thinking of making an Aku token. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's talking about the Aku token. I was like, holy shit, like this is amazing. It got um it, you know, he went another direction ultimately due to security stuff, but um um, you know, he originally talked about that uh, within that channel. Um and, and and there there's other stuff through uh, other stuff as well like before he um released the Akutars he showed pictures of the Akutars first to mm -hmm. the to the community I was like oh shit like I actually um uh, uh have the opportunity to actually make make an impact and tell him like give him my opinion on how to build this let let's circle back to that because okay so first I want to. Put in my two cents. I, I'll, I'll yeah, give that. I'll give it a six point eight out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> so my first thought was when we became moon gods. Like I've always, and I've said this many times, I felt like it was an ultimate mastermind, and that actually, you know, uh, in a couple years, that that will actually hold like some crazy value because as the moon god, you know, cost of entry what we thought was going to like continue to increase. Cause at one point, you know, chapter eight's going for 80,000. So like in order to be a moon God, it was well over a hundred thousand. Well, if you get to like, you know, speaking crazy, like if it was a million dollars to get into that mastermind, the people that are willing to pay for it, imagine like the minds that are in that group and would be, if you're putting up a million dollars to be a part of something, then you're going to be very active. And so that's what, I've always kind of thought was the ultimate 
uh, value to being a moon god. Now, with that said, um, I feel like we went, we had this build up, and we became moon gods. And I wanted two things, little things. Like I thought we one hundred percent should have had like some kind of party meetup to celebrate all the moon gods. And now, of course, everyone couldn't have made it, but you know, like L.A., New York, Chicago, like some kind of just like we're going to have like this kind of special night, you know, where we are all together and celebrate moon gods. And like, you know, the hoodies seem to be the staple in this community, like to kind of show your flex. So having like just a hoodie that said I'm a moon god or something like that, uh, where wherever I go to NFT, NYC, Art Basel, uh, v friends, any anything that I go, I can wear that, and people will know that not only am I supporting Aku, but I'm like I'm one of the guys, you know. Like that's kind of like a cool flex and something I'll be very proud of. With all that said, I think that there was just this rush to get to the Akutars. And um, so it's kind of like we we became moon gods and then like the next day it was like on to the next. And I think that the rewards that you got by getting the mega OGs, um, I think the OG uh, backgrounds fell very short of what they were supposed to be. You know, like they were kind of, like if you use the apes as a comparison, you know, it was kind of like mega OGs would be like the board ape, the mutants would have been the OGs, and then, like the the regulars would have been, you know, uh, like a, you know, the kennel club or something. You know, the, it would have been tiered, but it, we we've seen that the tiers and the rarities didn't really work. But I, I would say, in fairness to them, I, I think they they realize that this is an opportunity we must take advantage of, right? So yeah. they're they're seeing the PFP boom, and they're seeing a way to inject capital in, in this project in a way that honestly we've never seen before with anything, right? So I'm sure they did their their background calculations, and 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 to your point, I think mistakes were made along the way. Maybe there are things that could have been done better in, in regards to tiers, but I would say at that time they say we don't have a lot of time to capitalize on this. We know we want these fully rigged. We know we 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 know we want automation capabilities in the future. Mm-hmm. What can we do now in the moment? Sorry for the interruption. That's just a thought. No, no, no. I mind. mean, that's exactly right. Like I, in fact, like I would have said, like hell, you probably should have put the Akutars out before we even became Moon Gods. You know, because of the timing that we know in this space is everything. I mean, there are crap projects that came out before us that still have higher floor prices, with not even a tenth of what we know with Aku and like the vision and, and the team behind it that are still crushing us. You know, uh, I also think you, so circling back about how in the Moonga we got this first view of all these amazing Akutars. I think it really hurt my soul seeing them because they were so amazing, but we were seeing the very, very best. I would, it like, I would have been better off seeing the peanut butter and jelly and, spaghetti helmets first and then on mint day you know when we on reveal day then seeing like these bangers you know because then when you know we got the ones you know when they were distributed you know i didn't hit a lot you know i i didn't hit the uh rarity lottery at all you know and so i i had this high expectation you know the michael jackson one and uh, the the hoodie that's completely like zipped up the yellow one or there was just some there, there's handmade ones and I believe you have one don't you did you get a handmade one Armunu yeah yeah I just got the uh, the BBC one which is yeah. just straight fire <laughs> yeah. to be honest I didn't win the the lottery uh, uh, if you will for any handmaids but I I just picked one up after like months. It's I'm funny you say that because I I had I had forty nine tries, forty nine <laughs> forty nine tries, forty nine. I'm gonna say it again. For, I'm sure you probably had more. I had forty nine yeah. tries, yeah. and I came out with uh, like three family trades. Hashtag failed on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. When when I got the airdrops, I was like, what what the f? Like how <laughs> did how did I not get it? And there's all these people that like don't like Aku. They have one min pass, <laughs> yes. and like, and I'm stalking these people's wallets and like cursing like out loud in my office. Like, how did this person 
who doesn't care about the project get the the thing. But you know, like at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? What well, more power to them? But like, I, I feel you. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I you don't win the lottery. On, I turned on three guys right when the passes came out, and and they got like like they picked up a chapter, got their pass. So they got three guys, got one Akutar each. One guy, this I'm happy for me, like 21 year old kid. Uh, you know, shout out to my boy Shane. He gets like the old school pilot helmet planes trait, you know, and, <laughs> and then like my other guy gets like the Michael Jackson, you know, like uh, you know, red leather outfit. Um, and then I forget what the third one was, but like all three of them more rare than everything that I got. And I was yeah, like, yeah. getting me. You know, yeah, I had to do my gratitude exercises <laughs> after that. Like, I'm thankful for what I have and just start crying. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so let's kind of keep going. Like, uh, I mean, you kind of, Armani, you kind of ran through the whole year basically. Um, we come out of uh, the mint, we have the contract issue. So, I, you know, I, I 100% thought, like, even with the mint passes, that there was a strong chance and we, and we use poker terms all the time on here like you know that ace on the river hit and crushed us but i really thought that um we had so much momentum so much hype that there was a good chance that you know uh the the valuation for everything when it came out was going to possibly two three x um obviously that didn't happen i want to kind of move to like just how the dominoes fell um, how important do you guys think the other side drop was, not just um, in direct uh, response to a coup, but just draining so much from the uh, from the NFT community? And then it, it, that kind of seemed to be like the last spark, and then everything has just kind of gone, I mean, you know, kind of gone to shit since that. How, how uh, effective or impactful was was that it, or or was was there something else that I'm missing? So at that time, there was also Moonbirds, and then you have the other side. And you're talking about literally two of the largest NFT events in terms of, of pricing that we've seen, like like in the history of NFTs. Like two of those surrounded the Aku drop. So in terms of uh, outright timing, it was bad. I mean, they didn't know that, right? But if you, you take those two monumental events, and then we have our drop, and it, it's, it's, it's hard to compete in that space. So... Given everything that was going on at that particular time, I, I think the fact that those mint prices got what they were, I, I think it's outstanding. So just that in and of itself, the timing, given every other thing going on, I still think we did a fantastic job, you know, leading to the uh, the contract error situation. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same. I mean, I, the, the other side sucked a lot of money out of the ecosystem. I mean, like looking at what people are paying just in gas, <laughs> to to get the other side pieces was nuts, as Lovox mentioned. The Moonbirds thing uh, had an effect, but I I it, it had an effect on the market. I but I just like to look at like okay, what what is this project doing? It you know what even though the other things have happened, mm -hmm. so I, I I like to it had an effect, but like I don't I really don't think too much about other side and and Moonbirds. It's like, what are you doing in this market? And I think, so right close around to that time, I believe, too, is when Roger comes on board. And, I, I mean, you, you nailed it. Like, he is very eloquent. He's a great spokesperson. I, You know, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Thank You for Not Smoking, with Aaron Eckhart. Um, but, it, it like... In that movie, he just he he's the spokesperson for Big Tobacco, and every time Big Tobacco gets like attacked, he just spins it and makes you know he just makes the you know the the Crusaders look like idiots and Big Tobacco like a hero. I'm not saying Rogers like that at all, but he's very good at just articulating, answering questions. I do think that um, it's a tough task because. You know, one thing we always get is um, it's it's kind of like wait till next week. We've got some big stuff coming up, and it you know like that that's kind of difficult. Like you you had mentioned Armanu, uh, like the token. I remember when Chapter Five was coming out, and there was this mention of the role model, and 
you know, if you leave idle minds to, you know, speculate, you know, we were like, is it going to be LeBron? There was a picture on Instagram of uh, Micah going on, like, in a black SUV on a PJ. And, we're, like, you know, we're, we're like, he's meeting with, like, Elon Musk or something crazy. Like, there, there needs to be – I don't know how that works where you kind of curtail it, you know, where so we don't go too – overboard with our speculation um i even go back to the hundred eyeballs or 100 million eyeballs you know which i i think we've kind of all kind of agreed was time magazine but again that was a timing situation if it had come out right when you know like the drop was happening in the minting then that would have been even massive but it comes out in the summer after so much had gone on i guess in review i think a lot of those items were meant to engage outside of the community to, to draw hype and to, you know, bring excitement. But I think it, for some reason, our reach was only contained to the community. So we never really got the, the benefit of some of those cryptic messages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I like, so I'm going to start like segueing into 2023. Um, what do we expect from Instagram, this Instagram partnership and, and what does that kind of all mean? Like, I'll, I'll I'll preface this by telling you what my concern is. My concern is that it is something um, similar to like V Friends, where they did um, you know three different NFTs, the Star Boys, and I think it was just something to kind of connect the two communities. Um, I don't think it was really executed very well. Um, but that I hope that whatever is with Instagram is not like that. Um, and I also think that we're actually not going to be connected. I think it's going to be something kind of independent. And I hope that there's, uh, you know, there's some kind of benefit to being certainly a moon god, but at least like some kind of a coup holder. Um, but my fear is kind of like it's going to be its own separate thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess the way, I guess tying into the last thing <laughs> that we talked about, mm -hmm. um, like I'm one to just like fantasize, right? So I've kind of learned over the last year to just like, okay, like ask about it. And if there isn't a clear message, like don't try to like assume too much. Because like every time I was, I've like assumed, like I try to read into that cryptic message, it's like there, there's some kind of like pain in the end, right? Whether it's like my expectations were too high or I made some like humongous financial moves, <laughs> like but like I, I'm happy to like dive into that, but like nice. with it, go off the top yeah. right, buddy. So all right, uh, all right. So let's talk about. Um, so Micah, I'll start with Micah and then get to Roger and then talk about my moves, right? Mm -hmm. Micah is like, you need to decrypt everything he says. He's like, to me, like what, what all the like spaces, he's always like saying something and you got to like decrypt it. And for me, like I'm nuts, right? So I've read everything, like every line, every message in the Moonga channel, I've read at least twice. I've watched every interview of Micah at least twice. Every spaces, like you see me doing all these tweet threads, I've listened to them at least twice. So I'm like decrypting, like, the, like you know, like all year long. And I make lots of moves just based on like interpretations. And a lot of times it's like really bit me in the ass. We'll see if it pays off. So I made a big move recently and we'll see if it pays off. So this is kind of like a real time thing, right? So in... um. Uh, and I'm actually able to talk about this because like it's now more kind of more public and maybe it's like kind of alpha. But Micah originally in the Moon God channel was saying, hey, we're thinking about making this like concept of like a Aku trading post or like a, 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 a like a um, like a burn or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like so he first like started talking about that. And I was like, OK, so I was like, OK, um, like what, what does that actually mean? He's kind of refining the concept and then you start and then roger starts like talking about it uh in public right so either through the spaces and then people start asking about it so like ambis was like asking about it, like when burn when burn when burn so from the first time that he micah hinted at it i bought a whole bunch of chapters mm -hmm. when roger started talking about it in the spaces i swept more chapters as people started asking about it 
I sweat more chapters. From the first time that you talked about it till now, I've bought about a hundred chapters. Sir, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, yes. Look at my look at yes, my wallet. I'm not yes, even like bullshitting. Look yes, at my wallet. Look yes. at the ether skin. I just sweep every time they open their mouth. Ten chapters goes into my wallet. So like, okay, and this is kind of like the ecosystem right now because it's like. And and here's where some of the pain comes in, right? Because this is like, oh, 100 billion eyeballs or like, we got to do this thing. We're going to the moon. You know, you do a thing and it doesn't fully like get there. And you're like, fuck, I'm an idiot. Like all this I put in, I could have put into like this other thing and like had gen wealth. So here we are today. I've, I've listened to the alpha right in between the lines. I made some moves and kind of here we are. All right, now I'll pause because uh, otherwise I'll go on the... <laughs> I'm not looking in your wallet, sir. No. Okay, please, please, please don't. <laughs> I'm, trying, please don't. I'm, not to get... I, I'm just trying to say you can't lie about the blockchain. No. Uh, but um, here we are. Yeah, I, I, I kind of the 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 Da Vinci mica code is real. You know, like I I try and really read the tea leaves. Um, I kind of when summer talks. Like I feel like uh, summer kind of is a little more like like that that that's kind of the direction I'll go. It's like I'll listen a little more to him because Mike is like a little kid sometimes. Like he gets so excited about stuff, <laughs> you know, and and it's beautiful to see, you know, like and 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 that genuine passion and all. Whereas summer, I think, is sometimes the voice of reason and kind of uh you know pumps the brakes a lot so i i kind of put a little bit more stock when she speaks um and then roger you know uh Ro roger roger's got a command of the english language so there's definitely like you're saying like i have to kind of like wait did i let me listen to that again you know <laughs> like is there something that I, that is kind of double talking or speaking that i that i can read into um i look at you know where we're going in 2023 um i th i think that there's something that has to happen in the overall picture outside of uh aku um i look at what just happened with the trump drop 45,000 nfts now granted they were only 100 bucks which you know that that's just my NFT brain being, you know, ludicrous on price valuations, but he sold 45,000 NFTs, you know, four and a half million dollars. And then the secondary, you know, it pumped all the way to like seven, eight X uh, since has come down, but there's still people in the space, you know, like, I, I, I mean, that's a lot of money to be moving, you know? So, so there's still activity, but how to, I, I think history has kind of shown in the last couple, at least two, three springs that January, February, March uh, is usually kind of like the high, you know, of the year. And I, I really wonder if that's going to be the same for this year. Well, I think we'll continue on the downward trajectory uh, toward the end of the year, given the tax harvesting that folks are doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, to your point, you know, how do we recap recapture that magic, so to speak? And I think, you know, one one thing that uh, Aramanu, I probably mispronounced that, slapped myself on the hand there. That's he so eloquently good. said Munu, was, Aramanu, Aramanu. <laughs> there you go, Aramanu. there you go. He pointed out that, you know, the, the chapter thing was fantastic because it gave us something to look forward to over a longer period of time. So everybody became committed to becoming a moon god. Then you throw in, hey, we're also going to get some Akutars. It just, it was fantastic for the ecosystem. Now, what can we do along the same lines that's going to, you know, basically capture the imagination of the community and bring new folks in? You know, I, I believe the message for 2023 is, you know, onboarding new people into the ecosystem. I know you mentioned the Instagram thing. My thought would be, it's just going to bring more attention to, you know, what we have going on. Now, in my opinion, I don't think we're far away. It's just we're, we're one spark away from a baby wildfire, maybe two sparks away from lighting the entire forest on fire. I don't think we're that far away. I, I just don't. Now, what's going to be the catalyst to kind of bring everything together? You know, I, I am hopeful. I, I'll say that if you ask me, you know, what is my, you know, why am I bullish in the project? For me, it simply boils down to Micah. I feel like somehow, some way, 
even it's if it, even it's some obscure thing that we're not thinking of, he's going to find a way to kind of get this whole thing like, like together and then get it going. Not to say that we're not in a great direction, but to really kind of like see this thing through. That that's kind of my initial thought anyway. I look at the Draymond Green uh, piece that just was released. The last time I checked, it was only at 6,000 views, which is uh, a little disappointing. It, it, it's got nothing to do with Micah. It's got more to do with, like, uh, you know, I kind of thought maybe Draymond Green was a little more popular than that. Um, and it's certainly being, what is it, with the uninterrupted? Like, it's like, man, they, they you know, there, there seems to be a, had been a break in uh in that uh in their machine as far as like promoting um i thought that it was pretty cool but the but like micah was given a disservice because the production of that was so flawed like it was so bad every time had an opportunity to talk like like if if someone sits there and says i lost 30 million dollars like stop the show yeah that part killed me You know, like, like he didn't even clarify. Like I, I, I watched that. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I can't believe he just got interrupted. Yeah, without fully explaining that, I made a million dollars in one minute. Cool, Domino. Whoa, uh-huh. shut up! <laughs> you know, like, and Ross was kind of you know we know Micah is super humble, and so it, Ross was kind of the one like pushing it more than even Micah. But like, man, you got forty five minutes, like. That that's from a production standpoint of just Draymond's show. Like they need to really revisit that and and Dude, that that was that was kind of tough. You got to get them on on this show. You should do a Domino show with Micah, both of you. <laughs> Dude, that would kick ass. Do I a can... Domino show. The questions <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would want to win. You know. Also, one thing that we all have to, I think we have to acknowledge. And I feel like it's like the dirty NFT secret because everybody throws around the word community, right? Yeah. What is the common binding theme of community? It's it's money. It's 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 yeah. it's cash. It's profit. It's it's seeing stuff go up. Like, and I think we're foolishing our we're, we're fooling ourselves when we don't acknowledge that and 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 really try to embrace that as how important it is in the building of community. All the feel good stuff like that's that's okay too, but there is a financial component that must be talked about and understood and even harnessed, in my opinion. Is it like locker rooms? Because, like, think about, like, you know, I listen to a lot of basketball podcasts and, like, uh, the knuckleheads with Quentin Richardson, you know, talking about his days with the Knicks. And every time some new guy came in when he was on the Knicks and they're like, oh, man, we're going to light it up. Look at our squad. And they're like, you don't know how this operates. (laughs) Like, like we suck. You know, like, that's not uh, a coup. But a losing, you know, like a losing locker room is not – nearly as fun you know like you you might be family but it's not nearly yeah. as fun being in a winning locker room and so yeah. you know the the discord was on fire like when moon gods happen like that like uh spring into you know into the minting like you know it was that was the best time to be in the discord yeah. now it kind of feels like a little bit of like the discord was in the early days when you know, we were all kind of hanging out and, you know, having a good time. But, like, you know, they, I, I want to be in the winning locker room. Yeah, you know? no no sugarcoating. It it does feel like a losing locker room <laughs> at, at times, right? Like, you there, bought all these, like, you have these Aquitars, you bought the chapters, and it's kind of, like, down only from April. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Lovox said, I'm not buying 150 chapters, 100 Aquitars, a statue because I just like the picture, mm-hmm. right? Like I expect to be the di- like dingling is in the community, so I'm not. But like I expect to be the dingling of Aku. Like that that's my goal, and I want ten ten million plus dollars in the future for all my assets. No lie, mm-hmm. and all of this is a bet, right? I'm not buying it just because I love I love Aku. I love the community. I love you guys. I love the moon gods. I love the community. I think we have a great community. But uh, the the financial component, no lie, is very, very important to me. And, I, and uh, I'm making this bet on Micah and team because I think there'll be a huge payoff. 
-hmm. in the end. And in my eyes, uh, I have a watch list on OpenSea, which includes all the chapters, Akutars, Doodles, Clonex, Azuki, etc. And every and and every week or two, I look at the differential between us and Clonex and Doodles, and it's twenty x. I'm like that. That's that's potential. Mm -hmm. That's at least the potential when Micah and team figures it out. And honestly, they haven't. Right? Our belief in Micah nine or ten out of ten. Right? Mm -hmm. Execution probably like five out of ten. If I were to uh, like rate it, like out of all the things that were done this year. So you take the average, and I think that's why the the sense is like, oh yeah, six six point eight out of ten, or like seven seven point five out of ten, because we believe in in him and what he's building and how he always rewards the community. But this year just hasn't like hit exactly where they or we wanted uh, to be. I feel like I went to the moderator mic really quick. You know, one thing that, yeah, yeah. One thing I'm going to just snatch it from you two guys. Uh, when in my personal job, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come up, we have forums, we have, you know, our arguments may come up. So my, my question I pose to both of you is, you know, what is one actionable, actionable item in your mind that can be done today that kind of changes the course of where we are right now? Uh, Jay, wow. I'm going to pass the microphone to you. I think the number one thing, it, like, like I believe that the most important element actually in this uh, space is more just hype and like, and, and, you know, there's too many projects that are like crazy priced that really, I don't feel like even come close to like uh, the potential, the mechanics, the, the roadmap, if you will. So what I would like to see that I think would be the game changer is all these guys that we know that are affiliated, LeBron, KD, Jay-Z, Pharrell, like come out and sit there and say, like, not, not necessarily, they don't have to change their profile picture or anything, but kind of a call to action. Because if one thing that we always say in this is, this is more than just a project, it's a movement. And the importance of how Aku like should be like the, you know, like a, a relatable Black Panther you know, and and if all these things are so important, then why are they they should be important to these uh, these big partner names? And that's what I would like to see. I would like to see LeBron, you know, and KD or Jay Z, th those big names, sit there and come out and say how important this Aku character is, you know, for culture. And and if they did that, I think. Like, like, how hard would it be, like, like for LeBron to sit there and, you know, get all the Lakers to sit there and buy, you know, hey, let's all become moon gods, you know, like, we believe in this, you know, that's the one thing that I, that, it, that baffles me more than ever, and it would change the complete game, because if you, if you told me that LeBron James was a moon god, are you kidding me, like, that like I and, and and you've got a chance to be in the Moon God channel with 500 people, and LeBron's in there and KD and Jay Z, even if they're not active, but like you you're in that you're in that club, you know. That's my big take. Armanu, yeah, I mean that's a great insight. I have the same insight as well, and like I think it's kind of inevitable at some point. LeBron James, Steph Curry, all the athletes. Snoop Dogg, they eventually get an Akutar. And I'm just like, I'm I hurt inside uh certain days when when they don't have it, but I can't see it as inevitable. Um to answer uh Lovebox's question, like what is something that they could do today? Um, I'd say like communication and prioritization, right? I don't care how big the thing is or how small it is, it's prioritize what the project is doing and communicate it very clearly to the audience. And if they do that week after week and deliver, then we're, we're it's just got to be inevitable. Like winning is going to be inevitable, right? But I think like the problem that I had in the past is like too many things were prioritized and they weren't communicated well. Everyone gets disappointed. Even like the the, the biggest believers start to waver in their belief in the project. So if there was one thing, just like prioritize what you're doing. I don't care where it is. Communicate it clearly. 
and then and then hit up and then deliver it. Love, Love box. What about you? <laughs> I I want a T-shirt with an astronaut <laughs> helmet, um, and I, I want a classic Aku T-shirt, and I want to give mm. it to all the cla- all the supporters. So when we see the these NBA players, you know they have their crazy outfits on and they're walking in the catwalk. Why can't one of those have an Aku T-shirt on? I think that's very easy. I, I want again very classic, very clean, nothing. Just just give me the blue jeans, give me the white shirt, give me the yellow backpack. Give me the helmet and this a logo, and I, I want to see somebody important with that T-shirt on. You know, I, I give credit to uh, Ross during the interview for having, you know, the Aku paraphernalia. Love that, but I, w- I would like to see that. I would like to, you know, let, let's – this is – I don't know if I can say this in the podcast, but let's put our, our, our nuts on the table and say we have a fantastic IP. We have this – we have this once-in-a-generational character – then let's let's leverage our partners. Let's really start to demand more of them. I think it's been kind of a soft, like, hey, they kind of help us when they help us, and we no, 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 not anymore. Like, we need your, we we need to get this thing going, and we demand certain things from you. So say I, 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 I say it, say it with your chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, really be prideful. Sometimes you just got to put it all out there, right? Sometimes you just got to say this is kind of what it is and this is what I need. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to put that out there. And I feel like a lot of times we've been very meek in communicating that message where we have a great message. So like, just put it out there and, and demand it and let everything kind of fall in place. I go, you know, we were talking about community and like the realness, if you will, of community. And I think what's different between, between Aku and these fake communities, you know, like that, when floor price is great, oh, the community is amazing. When floor price sucks, like it's a ghost town. Here, the difference with Aku to me is like, like I kind of sometimes when I'm talking about it or explain it to someone, I, like I kind of have an emotional response because I do relate to Aku. I like when I watch, I we were talking about this uh, the other day, Lovox, about like when's the last time you watched a chapter? And I'd say at least once a week, I watch a chapter you know, it just kind of pops up into my mind or I'm searching and it's like, I just watch it. And like in chapter three, when he's sitting alone in his room, I relate to that. Like I relate to being like that kid sitting in your room and stuff. And, and, and like, there's a bit of this like isolation and trying to find yourself, you know, um, the, the diversity, you know, in the, in, in, in how it doesn't matter what you look like, you can relate to this character you know, we're we're trying to, you know, like, like the 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 way the culture is and society is like this is kind of, it's needed. So like I'm passionate about that, and that's why like I don't want, you know, like like my real feeling is like yeah, like if LeBron, you know, really gave it like a good push and a call to action for, it, of course it would help my wallet. But I also believe that it's it's something that needs to be out there. Like, is there any character in the Disney? you know, universe or, or, you know, uh, mainstream that, that is as relatable as Aku. And I, I don't, you know, I don't relate to, uh, I don't relate to Spider-Man or, uh, you know, Encanto or, you know, or Prince Eric, you know, I don't relate to those, but I can relate to this guy and, and Pixar, you know, like, like that would be a great, uh, you know, a great thing. Like it's there. And he shuts it down. Left everyone speechless. <laughs> My job. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of uh, let's kind of start winding down a little bit. Twenty twenty three. We've kind of you know touched on what we would like to see. Let's look at just the with what's happened with the FTX, and and I want to preface this um, by saying that the FTX, in my opinion, was not. Uh, a crypto thing. It was connected to crypto, but it was a scammer. It was, you know, like Bernie Madoff. And I think that hopefully, you know, people will disassociate crypto from uh, the FTX. Probably not going to happen. Um, But how does the overall NFT space like really kind of recover? Is it merely just like an economical and the recession type thing? Or is there like this idea of rebranding uh, as instead of NFT digital collectibles? 
is there is there kind of a secret sauce that turned around or is this just uh an overall global issue that uh just like real estate stocks everything's being affected so like we always say you know all boats rise with the tide I think it's a macro a macro issue, right? So we have, I mean, everything is down. Like I've been following vehicle prices, you know, for a while now, and they're they're all falling. And then you're seeing with the rising of um, interest rates, it's it's going to put downward pressure on prices. Now I would argue that NFTs are, you know, an exotic disposable asset, right? So we're very much going to be affected by the economy. So if we're going to if if we want prices to turn around, there is. I think there is uh, some economic factors that are in play. Now, you say FTX is not necessarily a crypto issue. Well, I think it is because it's a perception, right? So people already have a perception of crypto in their minds, and I, I think all that does is it solidifies it. Now, I'm I'm as bullish on crypto as anybody. Like, I feel like in time, everything is going to solidify itself and, and be okay. It's just, you know, it's just one of those cycles that we'll, we all have to go through. So um, I guess to answer your question, um, we are affected by market factors, and it will take time for the NFT space uh, overall to recover. But that doesn't mean that some of the things that we talked about today can't be implemented to have kind of a more solid foundation going forward. Yeah, I'm going to dovetail on that. Like, like who, who knows when the bull market's going to come back? Q2 next year, five years from now? Like, I don't think anyone really knows. But like, even if it's a like a real, let's say we get a really bad market, like the projects can keep building, right? Like as long as like they have a vision, it doesn't have to be like big every year until the bull market. But as long as they're building, there's going to be ways to build in a bear market. Even if it, as Lovox said, as simple as getting people who want the t-shirts a t-shirt. I'd be happy with a t-shirt. I don't need a huge Aku helmet I could go into and print NFTs every year. <laughs> yeah. Like give me a t-shirt. I'll be I'll be happy. I'll be happy. Like if it sucks if the market sucks out there, no one has any money, give me a t-shirt. When it's gen wealth time, give me the other thing. You know what's funny is like when you look at like championship jackets, like the Hall of Fame jacket is like that mustard yellow, the uh green jacket for Augusta for the Masters, like those are pretty ugly jackets. But boy, if you wear one of those, because they uh, you know how you got them, like that's the ultimate flex. And and, and while again, like it's just a t-shirt, like you know when you see, I don't know if you guys really do that, but like I definitely have noticed, like when someone sees someone wearing like a board ape hoodie, it's always kind of like, oh whoa, there's a, there's an ape, you know? There's only five hundred moon gods, and I think that like. You know, for sure, we would be proud and like we would wear like something that signifies like Moon God, and that would be uh, like I, I I would walk in a little a couple inches taller, you know, to any NFT room or something like that, like you know, like kind of flexing. I, I, I'm I'm down with that. So, um, yeah, I I think like that like as I like to say, I like to fantasize. Fantasize like I think that's inevitable. It's truly inevitable. One day we're going to have this cool Aku hoodie and people be like, oh shit, that is hot. Yeah. And only moon gods can have it. That's inevitable. Like to get there, the team's just got to execute. Yeah. I don't know. Is that six months, a year, five years? But like to me, that, that, that being in that position is inevitable. I, uh, I would even buy it. Like, you know, if you like, Oh yeah. Whatever whatever the cost, you know, if it's like 30 bucks to for, you know, shipping and handling and the cost of making it, that's fine. You know, what again, like that, like that, we're asking for something very simple as a bonus. Um so 2023 on a personal note, uh what is I I, I want to go two ways with this. I want to know do you have like a travel destination type of uh, goal for 2023? And then what's kind of like uh, just like a personal interesting goal that you have? Don't I, I mean, like, let's let's kind of be a little creative and outside the box. Like, I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm going to walk a mile every day, you know, but uh, so travel 2023 travel option uh, 
my goal and uh and a personal goal armanu munu yeah um so travel goal um hawaii <laughs> have you been uh, i i've been in hawaii i got married in hawaii huh? about 13 years ago at this point um last year i decided that every summer i'm gonna not work and i'm gonna travel to hawaii so that's a big goal right like obviously it ain't free i'm not made out of money so i gotta work i gotta work hard and i got to have i gotta meet that goal um i went uh with my family this year and it was amazing what's your uh, island of choice uh so waikiki yeah. uh really really like it um and uh we you know um and for me i like my default state is chill i love to do nothing so i uh, spent about two weeks there with my family uh and it was just beautiful it costs uh, a bajillion dollars so i you know it's a it's a goal for me to have in 2023 to spend more time with my family um so you know i run i run a tech consulting company it's my own company i've uh, been doing it about two to three years now and lots of up and ups and downs obviously in 2022 the tech market was horrific so i'm suffering the brunt of that a bit so go for 2023 doesn't matter what the market is doing i'm gonna put my head down do the best that i can and still achieve uh the best you know the best of my ability and if i do you know gonna prosper and hopefully be able to hit that travel goal well, Hawaii has hands down the best ahi I've ever, mm. ever had. I went to a wedding and they legit pulled a fish out of the water for the Woo. reception and nice. just gutted it right there. And it was like eating butter. It was so good. Lovox, where where are you heading? Malta? We're going back to Malta, Gulliver? It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, Malta was definitely probably the, the career highlight travel of the last 10 years I've had. So this year it's going to be uh, scaled back. I think I want to go to Cuba. I've kind of had it on my mind for a while. And then when we interviewed Glitch, he kind of brought it back to the forefront of my memory. So I, I'm going to spend a couple of days in Cuba. Um, in regards to a personal goal, um, I don't, you know what? I want to, uh, yeah, I want to play in the World Series of Poker. So I want to, I want to buy in for the, Ooh, the, the big, the big nice. buy in and, uh, you know, have, um, do you know if a non, a non, uh, has a person of color ever won the World Series of Poker before, Mr. Jason, the big one? Uh, well, define person of color. Do you mean black or just not white? What about black? Any black people ever won it before? A black guy won the World Series. I don't think a black guy has. Definitely Asian. Asian. That would be... That would be a fantastic yeah. goal to have, even though I don't play tournaments, so that's kind of a problem. But yeah, yeah. just to kind of play and to compete and maybe cash, you know, bag some chips, I think that would be a pretty interesting goal to have. Yeah, I don't think a black guy has ever won. But... How about final table? Did Phil Ivey ever make the final table yeah, before? Phil Ivey made the final table for he sure. Did. Okay. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think David Williams has made a final table. Yeah, he I was second to Greg Raymer. Yeah. Yeah. He was the closest. Whatever so, happened to him? He's rich. <laughs> I I mean, you know one thing, like I you know, I I played um for almost ten years on a you know, every year at the World Series since oh seven, oh eight. Um I met a I met a guy named Doc Sands and when I first played against him, I actually knocked him out of a tournament in the at the World Series and he was ranked number one and they actually did a write up on poker news. And I didn't even know who the guy was because he was the number one online player. And I bring this up because um, we actually had kind of had some conversations and had mutual friends. And I found out like he, he was up like $50 million, like playing, you know, just high stakes poker and stuff. And he basically retired from poker. And I was like, why would you retire? You made $50 million. And, uh, a hedge fund hired him and you know he's probably making like 10 million a year working as a hedge fund guy you know and that's kind of poker is kind of like a means to an ends uh or at least it it, it almost kind of should be the ones that it's not um you know there those number the career earnings is very misleading i know a lot of 
poker players that career earnings are in the millions and are broke as a joke. You know, there, there was actually a famous um, heads up uh, for the WPT championship with Eric Lindgren and uh, Chino Reem. And they said it was the break even championship heads up because whoever won would finally be it even <laughs> like because both of them were in such debt you know obviously you know you don't this is poker gossip but uh it i th- i think that i think he probably made his money and uh you know he uh kind of sailed off into the sunset probably invested like antonio has from yard doesn't play nearly as much as he did but he's invested in so many businesses you know like that's kind of the goal, right? You know. But you could be it. Why not you? Why not me, baby? Let's let's make it happen. Yeah, I, that'll be awesome. I played in the main event for I've played in the World Series a lot, but like I played in my first main event this year. And mm-hmm. uh it is hands down the um the most unique poker experience one can have. If you are a poker player and have the ability like I, I i definitely think it's you you instantly feel like you're being a part of history uh you see all the faces um the structure from a poker standpoint is phenomenal like i literally played the entire day one and didn't really lose you know kind of stayed it even the whole day without i i, I didn't have you know a big pair or like any major hands. I I actually lost my biggest pot that I lost. I had a full house and the only hand that I could lose to was quads and I didn't go broke because it was the main, mm. you know, like, wow. so that's what I mean. It's, it, it's definitely, that's a great one. And I will hopefully yeah. be there with you. Well, you know yeah. what? I'll make sure I have my Aku T-shirt on when I when I go <laughs> representing. I wore my Aku stuff the entire time, you know. Nice. So I think for me this year, um, as far as like travel, uh, I want something random to pop up that I just decide to go. Like I don't know where it is. Like, like it, you know, if Lovox calls me up and says I'm going to Cuba, and then I just jump on a plane and go to Cuba and meet you there or something like that. Like I'd like for it to be a place that I've never been, but it just randomly pops up for me uh, because that's that's my whole moniker like uh you know i wrote a book called the bartending therapist and the cover of it is me on this swing off a cliff uh in a in the amazon and it was in ecuador and i literally like booked that trip like two days before because i saw that picture you know on instagram and i was like i gotta go to that place like that i haven't done that in a while uh, especially with covid and stuff so i would like to have that kind of trip again and then just as a personal goal um, my heart really wants to sit there and say I'd like to be able to dunk a basketball again before the end of the year. Oh, oh wow! Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> that. But if I put it on record, then I then I'll feel like uh you know I'll have to be accountable. Uh, <laughs> so, but the other the biggest one is like I I want to kind of take like a like I I want to. Uh, some kind of big pivot this year like um whether it's uh taking on uh, i've got an opportunity for a job um that is definitely a kind of out of character for me and uh so if that kind of happens like that would be it's it's like doing land sale stuff so like that would be kind of interesting or potentially just uh moving out of los angeles but only if there's like a a good opportunity. So I'm, I'm really kind of keeping my eyes and, and looking for kind of like a big life pivot this year, potentially, or, you know what? NFTs go to the moon and then I have to sell, <laughs> uh, 10,000 chapters, you know, to help <laughs> taxes or something like just be an NFT middleman in Puerto Rico or something like that. Like that would be, that would be the dream. So, um, yeah, well, let's let's do some closing thoughts. So, uh, Lovox, you want to your your closing thoughts on uh, on twenty twenty two? Yeah, in terms of Aku, it it was uh, <clears throat> literally a wild ride, right? We've we've seen the the actual 
highest of the highs and the actual lowest of the lows within like days of each other, which I find phenomenal. But overall, and I think it, uh, what did I, it was the, um, what interview did Micah do that I, that we talked about? Which one was that Jason? Uh, with the first men. Draymond Green. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It was the first men and it, and it, and it, kind of rekindled why I feel the way I do. And what it was is the first mint or uh, LG asked Micah, so, hey, like when you were a baseball player and you were converting to being an artist, like how did you know you were going to be successful? And Micah said with with all seriousness, like I just I just know it. Like it, there's, there's just no other way. And I feel that Micah approaches Aku in the same manner. So I, you know, I know we have some critical things to say today, but I remain as – I remain as uh, confident as ever, and I really do believe in Micah's ability to kind of steer the ship and get us where we need to be. So overall, I, I do expect, you know, 2023 to maybe be a quiet year. You know, again, we talked about some of the, the micro factors needed to be successful, but, you know, hopefully we can get more communication out. But overall, you know, I still remain uh, pretty bullish with the project. Yeah, I mean, I'm still bullish too. Um, I guess closing thoughts for 2022 from an Aku perspective is there's been a lot of lessons this year, and those lessons are valuable. And if the team can learn from those lessons and execute, we're going to have a great year. That's it, right? So that's that's what I'm really looking forward to um, in 2023 as we close out 2022. So this time last year, my mentality for 2022 was survive. Like, I actually didn't believe we would have nearly the roller coaster that we had. I like we we've always kind of been like kind of chugging and it's like, man, we we kind of skyrocketed and then came down. Like, like I kind of felt we were on the lazy river, not on, you know, Space Mountain. Um, but that's changed. So my whole goal this for 2022 is just kind of get here. And I believe 2023 uh, was kind of actually the year that things were going to really start forming and, and bigger things were going to happen. So really, I'm kind of still on the same course. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that I was I was right a year ago. And, uh, you know, of course, I wish I had taken a little bit more profits in the spring last year. Um, but my overall vision was 2023 was kind of going to be really what separates us and puts us apart. So that's where I'm kind of hoping, um, you know, to your point about Micah, yeah, uh, you know, like we, we've been hard today, but I think that this is more valuable. Um, iron sharpens iron, you know, like you need friction. It can't like the last thing Micah and the team need is just, you know, and, and we see it sometimes as just that like constant cheerleading, like, you know, I have this concern, this concern, but whatever you guys decide is great. And I know it's the best. Not always. Like, you know, we might, you know, this trio we have here might not know the best thing, but is the more concern and thoughtful criticism that we can bring to the front can only help, you know, like, because none of us are fighting. We're not um you know bashing the project we're we're putting our you know our moon is literally putting his money where his mouth is like you know we are you know three of the biggest uh you know holders really in the space you know we're definitely you know one percent and you know you two guys are probably in the top 10 so i think it's very important just like we bring back to that locker room we don't want to be the you know the the knicks or to to kind of knock Indiana, the Indiana Pacers, you know, we want to be, uh, you know, the Celtics, the Lakers, well, maybe not the Lakers this year, but, you know, we want to be a championship caliber team and, you know, uh, Mike is Kobe, you know, and, and we gotta, you know, we gotta be tough sometimes. Um, but overall it's been one hell of a year and it's been a lot of fun doing this, uh, this podcast. I, I like to think that, um, we've had some amazing guests and we've really gotten to see a lot of different sides of the community, but also just having, um, a real conversation, you know, like with Twitter spaces, a lot of times I think 
there's a lot of minutia. You know, it's just kind of people sitting on their couch and they don't really know what to talk about. But every podcast that we've had, I think, has had a clear direction and uh, and brought up some interesting key points that um, Mike is probably not listening, you know, but uh, but the community um, is definitely so uh, closing words, gentlemen. Not all at once. I don't want to speak over Lovox all the time, so I'm going to let him <laughs> out of the floor. No, I, I just think it, it's a good to kind of have, um, and a collectively we have conversations behind the scenes, and I believe every, everything we've talked about today is a clear sentiment of the community. So to have this in an open forum to kind of uh, have everybody get a chance to speak, I think it's a great thing. So I look forward to the feedback we get from this episode. Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, I'm just uh, I'm grateful at the end of the day for you guys, for the community, and like, um, you know, within the Moon Gods or the Aku community, just like the people have always been the most amazing. And this year, even though there's been a lot of price fluctuations, the people have just been awesome. And I think both of you are like two of the smartest guys that I've ever met, and we talk about what's going on with Aku and we go deep uh, in, in the ecosystem and what's going on. I'm just like really grateful for that. And I think at the end of the day, no matter what happens in the world or to NFT prices, it's, it's always about the human connection. So I feel really blessed uh, to have built a deeper connection with the both of you. So looking forward to that and more of that uh, in 2023. Absolutely. Well, for Love Ox and Aramunu, we're going to close out the door on 2022. We hope your holidays are blessed and you have a safe New Year's. And we plan to be back on Thursday, the first Thursday in 2023. Uh, that's the goal. So with that said, as always, like, comment, share, you know, spread the word. Aku is a movement, not just a uh, an NFT PFP. So get the word out. Help us and we'll help you. For now, we will see you next time.